We've been trying to get hold of the PIC today to get a statement from them and uh, to get some history of their investment into Steinhoff, but we've unable to uh, get any comment from them yet. Now, Fedtree Capital Fund manager, manager Jean-Pierre Fester, who made his name by making nearly 100 million rand for investments out of the implosion of African Bank, he, well, he predicted the Steinhoff crash and he spoke on SAFM's market update yesterday evening. Yeah, once again, we take no pleasure in what's happening with, with Steinhoff, but in the various funds that Fedtree Capital manages, um, some funds had been short on the hedge funds, and we disclosed that just to give full disclosure that uh, we have been short, and uh, it's just fair to, to announce that before I make any further comments here. We, uh, we've seen that uh, the amount of script out, uh, which indicates how many people are taking positions uh, in the fall of the, the share price, uh, was at record levels. Give us your reasons why you've been uh, short this stock in particular. Well, there have always been murmurings regarding the accounting treatments in the books of Steinhoff and the aggressive tax structuring. And um, Steinhoff themselves have disclosed in the pre-listing statement when they listed in Frankfurt that the tax risk is one of the major risks that the company faces. And they also referred to a disagreement with their joint venture partner, Andrea Seifert, in Europe, specifically regarding the purchase of Conforama and the uncertainty whether Conforama should actually have been consolidated in the financials of Steinhoff. So I think any good analyst that did their homework and delved into publicly available information would have found sufficient information to make them quite nervous. And if you plug that into your model and do a valuation of Steinhoff, it did mean that uh, some thought there was scope to be short of the share, uh, which we thought as well. Once again, not every time someone shorts a share, they think it will go to zero. I have a whole portfolio of shorts. I have roughly 15 shorts in, uh, in the major hedge fund that I manage. So one doesn't just short a share because you think it's going to zero. It's just good risk management in the hedge fund that if you are long certain short shares, you'd also short certain other shares. Uh, but there was enough publicly available information in the case of Steinhoff to justify a short. And, and specifically, I mean, you're talking about an issue around Conforama, the uh, the uh, integration or consolidation of Conforama into the company's accounts. Uh, there's also been issues with uh, uh, joint venture partners and uh, an indication you mentioned uh, around tax structuring. Just take us through some of the uh, the homework that you did. Was it just the Conforama acquisition that uh, convinced you uh, that something is being misrepresented here, that value is being misrepresented at the very least? Well, it, it was a few things. Firstly, uh, Conforama was the first major one where it had been consolidated in the financials. And if you go back to when they purchased Conferama, I think it's roughly 10 years ago, they never disclosed that they had a joint venture partner and that there was a, call it a uh, contingent liability in terms of needing to either give half of Conferama to the joint venture partner or pay the joint venture partner to take full control of Conferama. The transaction was always just disclosed as a very open and shut, clear vanilla takeover of Conforama, which with hindsight, what they disclosed later on, seems not to have been the case. Secondly, there was a joint venture disagreement with the POCO chain of stores with Seifert. And once again, if you read 
uh, what Seifert himself had said in the German media, and you can do that, it's public information, one can just Google Andreas Seifert, you come to some German sites, you use a, a translation uh, f- uh, function on your web browser, and you can read as an English-speaking analyst what Seifert had said. And based on that, it would seem like it was almost a, a non-compete agreement for Steinhoff and Seifert to stay out of each other's way and to actually work together in France uh, regarding Contorama. So that had some further suspicions that, that were raised. And then finally, regarding the tax situation, Steinhoff once again, uh, to, the, to give them due, did disclose that uh, there was a criminal investigation by the German tax office into their affairs. That mostly has to do with brand royalties, where they sold certain brands to companies in Switzerland and paid royalties to those Swiss companies. And the interesting thing there is that um, in a few cases, they then bought those companies back in Switzerland. So in the end, they were owners of the brand again, either fully or partly, but they were able to pay low tax on deducting the royalties in high tax jurisdictions, uh, but only being taxed in a low tax Swiss jurisdiction for the royalty payments on brands. So all these uh, particular effects raise some, some alarm and some concern. That was uh, Jean-Pierre Fester of Fairtree Capital Fund uh, speaking to MoneyWeb's Warren Thompson yesterday. Interesting. He talked to some nuts and bolts things which were freely available and, in fact, is what uh, he did uh, a couple of years ago with African Bank Limited. And, again, something which uh, some people who made money out of the 2008 crash had done by looking at some simple fundamentals. But it's up to fund managers to manage our money. And uh, we now speak to Wayne McCurry, who's fund manager at Ashburton Investments to speak about uh, specifically how fund managers, I guess, have to deal with this kind of share. Wayne, thank you very much. Let's just look at Steinhoff again and the associated shares. We thought yesterday was bad. I mean, how far down can these shares go? Well, look, I suppose in theory it can go to zero. I mean, in theory, I'm not saying this is the case, but, you know, the company, when everything becomes public, may have a negative value. I, as I said, I have no idea. And I think, Stephen, a very important thing to realize is that there's very little real tangible information mm. about what's happening. So, you know, whatever I say and what lots of other people say, you know, is just, you know, current speculation. What we do know is, which is the first true sign of the immediate accounting irregularities crisis, if you like to call it that, that Steinhoff issued a statement this morning saying that from what they've seen so far in one day since new information became available to them, that the size of the problem is 6 billion euro. Mm. Yes, that's 90 billion rand. And they say there specifically that this is to do with the essentially the valuation of assets on their balance sheets, whether it's recoverable or whether it's even real. So that's the only fact we do know now. We don't know why it's not recoverable or why it's not real. You know, is it a dispute over ownership? You know, was, does someone else say, listen, you don't own 100% of this company, you only own 50%, for example, because that's the current court case in the Netherlands, or are the assets worth significantly less 
because the profits were artificially inflated. So that we just simply don't know this yet. And unfortunately, there are suggestions that uh, perhaps they in inflated earnings are an issue. Uh, that's been flagged by Viceroy. That is speculation. Yes. That is speculation. However, we do know back in August it was confirmed that German authorities were investigating Correct. this. And that's been going on for a long time. Yes. Well, exactly. Even before they um, listed in Germany, if uh, I understand. So how does a fund manager go about investing um, with a company like this? Because obviously there were good gains to be made. And yes. that's ultimately what you're there to do. But Look, where, I suppose where, there's, I suppose, there's two things. Yeah. yeah. First of all, management has consistently said there's not a problem. And, of course, you're buying the shares. If you own a share in any company, you're owning a share because you trust management. Otherwise, you wouldn't buy the share. So, effectively, you believe management and it turns out now they were lying. So, I mean, that's the first mistake. And then the second, the second way you deal with this is you make sure your portfolios are well diversified so when a catastrophe does like this happens, your clients may lose 2 or 3% of their money, not 30 or 40% of their money. So I suppose that's the way you deal with it. You know, no one knows the future. You know, when something happens, there will always be 50 reasons as to why you should have seen it happening, but it's not always, you know, hindsight's exact. But yeah, those are the two factors. You trust management and if they say, listen, guys, We've checked everything here. It's all good and proper, and it's all above board, and we're doing the right things. Then I suppose you believe them. But to counteract the uncertainty in any investment, you just diversify. When a share crashes like this and potentially goes down to zero, the, there are could be some fundamentals in the company which will keep it afloat. The suggestion is that some of the options that Steinhoff has advanced for the ways it could start going about getting that 6 billion euros back hasn't gone down too well. No. No, I mean, look, when, whenever you get uncertainty like this, and they're clearly forced sellers in the market, they are clearly forced sellers. They are, there must be lots of positions where those shares were held against it. And they are forced sellers to try and cover debt obligations or derivative obligations. So they're forced sellers around. So I don't think you can judge virtually anything that Steinhoff says now, or any new factor that comes to light in a situation where they're forced sellers. The market is just selling. It doesn't matter. And I suppose you've got to sit back and say, right, given the facts we know today and any other new factors coming out in the future, is there still an underlying asset value attributable to Steinhoff. Is it 10 rand? Is it 40 rand? Is it minus 20 rand? But unfortunately, right now, you just simply cannot make that evaluation as to whether there is anything in the company. Um, The one bit of, I suppose, bit of good news that has come out is that uh, Steinhoff Africa Retail has said they're going to repay their loans through to Steinhoff International, and that they can easily find money in the market to repay those loans. Now, can I promise you, any bank that's going to lend money to Steinhoff Africa Retail has checked out Steinhoff Africa Retail in the minutest detail to make sure there aren't similar problems there as what there are in Steinhoff International. So if there's any small constellation, the mere fact that banks are prepared to lend money to 
Africa retail tells you more than likely the problem doesn't a problem doesn't exist there. 